Hi guys. Um welcome to another episode of Damn That's Crazy. I appreciate you listening. If you came back or if you're new. Um on today's episode we're talking to well I'm talking to um my friend Mela about a bunch of things, um, the movement and why it's definitely not over. I don't know why some of you think it is, but it's not. Um, and a lot of things that affect us as black women in general and black people. So I hope you tune in and you listen to all of it and yeah, enjoy. working um yes welcome to damn it's crazy damn that's crazy <laughs> girl <laughs> it's so funny because all i've been saying for the past four months is that life is crazy i'm just like i have no answer it's just life is crazy i mean there you go there's the there's the title for you <laughs> i just girl we're about to fuck this shit up because bro these these am i allowed to swear yeah these bitches are so fucking stupid. No, oh real. my god, it's so crazy. It's so crazy that, well, first off, black mm. people are dying, but just something we've experienced our entire life. Oh yeah. So that, that numbness of like, that grief that just has been with you your entire life of being mm-hmm. black. But the terrible part is that they're dying right in front of the, the entirety of America, not just in like the hood where like the place you were raised. Right. And bitches just figured that out. And the, the part that really kills me is that we're just recognizing it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is where a lot of my grief is coming from, is realizing that I, I never, never had, like, a lot instilled in America, right. obviously. Yeah, patriotism. <laughs> the cultural competence was really, really below the bar. Yeah. Just so below the bar. I just... It's kind of funny because not clocking. Well, there are like some of my friends. You can tell the ones that are like, oh my gosh, racism. Like, guys, like, look at all these people dying. I'm like, where were you during um, Tamir Rice and Eric Garner and Philando Castillo? It's also like, where were you when? On and on. You also went to a PWI, right? You went to a PWI high school. Yeah. So where were you when I was existing? Right. <laughs> where were you when I was the only black person in the room and I was getting called aggressive for being passionate about something that actually related to me? Literally, where were you when I was hearing from white people, oh, like, you're a nigga, and I'm like, I'm a who? <laughs> I'm a what? Honestly, oh. what were they? They were singing the N-word to some fucking Tyga song, too. Right? And But, What's oh, no, up? it's fine, because it's in the in the song or no we i have the card that was my favorite one i got the card my i got the pass the, yo i'm what? like they never been in disneyland <laughs> <laughs> whoever i just want to know who came up with that notion like that like the pass you have the pass i anyway <laughs> welcome guys um that wasn't even the story <laughs> So I'm Mela, Mela LaFrance. Um, She's my baby. Ariana um, met because we were sweet mates. Just a little background into our little love life. Yes, cute. I mean, 
She She's said, like, I, I put on my story one time and I was like, first impressions of me. And Mel was like, I'm so glad she's black. <laughs> she's like, thank God she's black. I'm like, awesome. I mean, yeah. I mean, honestly, thank God I had a room with Amisha too. Period. It's just. It's just nice to be around, like, to, yeah, especially to have roommates minorities. It's not something to be like. Weird, you know, like, like, yeah, like that's that's rude to say about because it's not no, because it's not. being in white spaces are uncomfortable yeah especially at our institution um <laughs> anyway <laughs> um okay so first i wanted to talk about why so many of these non-black people i'm not talking to black people because we need our rest like you post you i saw your post earlier you fucked it up like all these non-black people think that the movement started just now when George Floyd died and is suddenly over as well. That's really frustrating me, like, a lot. Yeah, well, as I said, the cultural competency is just not there. Um, it's Was really... it ever? <laughs> no, no, that's the problem. Um, it's really ridiculous because of the fact that it's, like, a lot of okay. <laughs> it's fun. So the students at our institution have been okay with it. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm sure that the students from your hometown and my, my hometown in particular, right. like, this is what I'm thinking of. And I'm sure it's the same from you going to a PWI. Mm -hmm. Terrible. Terrible. Oh, yeah. And I was like, why do I still follow you guys? Like, <laughs> you're welcome. But like, this is it. <laughs> no, literally. Like, did you think that the revolution lasts two weeks? And if that's so, then you really failed every AP class you took. I, I'm sure they did, quite honestly. I keep seeing, it's funny, because like, I'll scroll through. They're the ones that I guess are, I don't even want to say acceptable, but tolerable. Like, oh, you post a picture and then you're like, okay, but actually, like, donate, sign petitions, call DAs, what are you doing? But if you actually like, oh my God, the beach, like it missed me so much. And I'm like, I did it, did it really? What, what about all the black lives that are being lost? And um, my favorite um, caption is like, summertime and the living is easy. <laughs> and I'm like, is it easy? Because I'm hearing police sirens. Yeah, know? yeah. Right now, there's helicopters above my house right now. It's not easy. And it's also like, the amount of privilege it takes to think that that's okay, but I was talking to my friend the other day, and it was mm -hmm. just, he was saying, like, he's, he's this white man, um, right. this white gay man from um, upper middle class, you know, and he was saying, like, if you've never had to think about it, then, like, that's where the ignorant exists, and I'm like, how do you just never question anything, though? is the thing that it's, is absurd to me is that that will never make sense to me because how do you just learn things and never question anything? But I guess that's just how these ideas like perpetu keep perpetuating themselves yeah. because white people are the majority voice. Like they're the ones who control the hegemonic discourse and like what's being talked about. Right. Um, and it's like, so you really, you really never thought about it? Like that's, yeah. that kind of blows my mind because you have a lot of, you have had a lot of fucking impact. Because mm -hmm. um, their voices are heard more than ours. We're black yeah. women. I mean, and ignorance so, really is bliss for a lot of these it, people, which is so unfortunate. 
man, I wish I was as ignorant and I wish I was as delusional because I, I ache for that delusion some days, man. Yeah, I that bliss for, for when you were just not as hyper-aware as you are now. Yeah. yeah. God. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> we can only dream. We can only dream of a world. Listen, I'm. it's coming. It's coming because oh. this shit isn't going to keep going like this. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it cannot continue. It's coming. It's coming. The thing that I think about a lot is that mm. it takes imagination. It takes creativity to theorize oh, sure. a better world. That's why, like, artists and, like, especially black people who have had to be, like, on survival mode, like, right. that's where we get creative. Yeah. We, we find new ways to survive, right? And <laughs> to people who've never had to, like, do that, or, like, experience something like that, or had to, like, flip something on its side and really mm-hmm. analyze it for what yeah. it is. Um, <laughs> please step aside because you are not leading this movement, baby. Please give a <laughs> in the megaphone, please. <laughs> My favorite thing is when there have been a lot of people during this movement. I, unfortunately, not to know any of them, but um, I've seen a lot of people during this movement that are non-Black people, especially white people, but non-Black people in general that are they take up space, especially during protests, to further, I wouldn't necessarily say their own agenda, but essentially that's what it is. Like, you're not amplifying a Black voice. You're just speaking what you think. Yeah. But we didn't ask for what you think. <laughs> we didn't. We, we, we didn't. Not for 400 years, baby. Yeah. Um, and it's also the those white pro um, photographers, mm-hmm. the white male photographers, especially who will come in your space and like shove you for a picture. And it's like, right. you don't, you're not here. Like you're not, this is not your space, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're fully not involved in this protest. If you think you can just apply the white gaze to a photo to make yourself mm-hmm. look better and to like heighten your own career, this is not for you. Right. Like, black suffering is not for you. Like this is not a spectacle. This is the revolution, baby. Yeah. Um, and I'm kind of like, let's treat it like it is because these are hard facts. This is an Instagram and you kind of, you need to decolonize your mind before you show up on some bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's some, I, that's something that really gets me. Oh no, for sure. Plus I just, <laughs> uh, I'm just thinking, I'm like, even all of these like influencers that are capitalizing off of, cause I, that money's not going to any of these charities or organizations bailout funds, mutual aid funds, it's not going to any of that. They're just, oh my god, look at me at this protest. Like, look at how good I'm doing. Madison Beer, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I just like, how, why are you having a photo shoot? I, they're literally treating it like it's Coachella or like Lollapalooza. And it's really, I mean, reflect on the blood on your hands first, you know? Right before you show up and you want to like make this a photo op and it's it, you're making it a spectacle you're these are these are black people suffering and like i always go back to the word spectacle because i mm-hmm. i research a lot on like lynching imagery in media right. in film and photographs and at the end of the day we're protesting dead black bodies yeah and you're inputting yourself in it as if you're the voice that that should be speaking right now. And the thing is, it makes me so angry because having white women, having, especially white women, but having like white men and white people there in general makes it safer. Yeah. 
it makes it safer. That's why we say allies to the front. Because no cop is going to shoot someone that looks like his daughter. Oh, not at all. Never. Never, never. And it's like, get it through your head, man. Catch up. Because you're so far behind and we're already doing this thing. Right. And even, because I was thinking, um, even someone like Sean King, who I understand the need, well, among other things, (laughs) I understand the need to get information and to kind of even just show what's happening but he takes it too far. (laughs) It's literally trauma porn. I mean, Sean King's a white man. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? I don't like when white men share trauma porn on my feed. That's not his name. His real name is not Sean King. I mean. I hear something. I really do. He's a celebrity activist is what what it comes down to. He's a celebrity activist. Yeah. Sure, you're, you're sharing information, but you're doing it in a way that's traumatizing to Black people. Mm-hmm. Um, and for your own capital gain. Yeah. And if you, for your own Instagram clout, like, come on, yeah. get the fuck out. And if you were listening, if you were listening to the discourse and to what Black people are saying, you would know that that's very, very dangerous. Mm-hmm. It's beyond me. <laughs> oh my God, Ariana, it's beyond me. It's mind boggling. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, Okay. But how many DMs have you gotten with questions? I these aren't even DMs. I was just like off the dome. I was like, yo. No, but like from have you gotten like a lot of DMs from white people asking you questions about like what to do? Okay. <laughs> so a good friend of mine, um, we can talk about that after. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she texted me um when I think it was Ahmad Arbery. Um when the video of his passing was um, being yeah. shared around, she texted me and she was like, oh, like, I don't know what to do. Like, this is also overwhelming. Like, what should I do? And I'm like, <laughs> it also happened with another friend of mine. And I was like, I, okay, you're my friend. Sure. Um, I understand that it's coming from a good place, but I'm also like, please stop. <laughs> I am not, first of all, this is traumatic for me. Like, yes, yeah. I, I have, I'm very privileged. I acknowledge that. I go to a, a PWI. Like, I'm, I live in an affluent town and neighborhood. Does not but, like, take away from your blackness. Yeah, I'm still very much a black woman. Like, I still go through a lot of shit. Um, mm-hmm. This is very traumatic for me. I don't have all the answers. I don't even, half the time I just see this, I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Like, I understand all of these systems that are in place and always have been, but it's still horrifying. Um, one of my good friends the other day said, like, we were on FaceTime and she said, um, a lot of people think that Black people come out of the womb woke, mm-hmm. just, like, aware of all the systems around us and have all the answers. And it's like, honey, don't you know that, like, literally white supremacy, white supremacy lies on those who are oppressed not getting the information they needed like why exactly. do you think they didn't teach black people how to read and write mm-hmm. um and it's like what you can't just go asking your random black friends for answers because we don't know like we do not know the answers we just know what we think what is like literally needed right now right and a lot of people do not know the answers because it's very hard to theorize change, to theorize a world where we've never lived in. Mm-hmm. I just, 
I don't understand how they think I'm just the voice for all black people. <laughs> That's what I want to know. I have has that been a year experience at all? Has anyone? Oh hell yes. Oh yeah. Um, it's like, oh, you think I'm the Joan of Arc of like black people? Like, <laughs> I've gotten so many questions. I've gotten a lot of things that are kind of like. Oh, I feel like I feel like I don't want to be formative because I know how you feel because I'm gay. It's like <laughs> oh it's like homie, I'm gay, I'm black, <laughs> and I'm a woman. <laughs> like, like don't like you don't know how I feel because you you haven't you you do not understand the the fact that like black people are inherently tied to capital in this world. Right. Like it's such a different sect. Like gender has not been used as forcefully as mm -hmm. it's been used for labor for black people or to brutalize black people right. especially at the intersections and that's something we should recognize because people treating this like the women's march like this is the me too movement when it's not when no. the women's march prioritized white voices mm -hmm. i went to the women's march the sole reason i went was to see angela davis speak right. and all of the white women around me, even some black women who probably didn't know, although highly unlikely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're like shouting, let us march, let us march while she was speaking. I went just for her, just to see her speak. That's she, very upsetting, to say the least. I'm gonna tell you, she's done much more for women's rights than Madonna. And yeah. I don't want to compare two women, but let, let her talk because yeah. that is a woman who's been through a lot and who knows a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what to say sometimes because all this white feminism, like I, damn, that's crazy. <laughs> damn, that's crazy. I'm just gonna say that at least once every fucking podcast. I mean, it's so true though. Like, what... <laughs> no, it's fucking insane. That's why I should rebrand as. <laughs> like what? And oh, it's. As I said, it's mind boggling. I can't wrap my head around. Um, even being at my my high school, which was an all girls, primarily white, I was like, what, one of four black girls, um, one of four or five black girls in 104 class. But like even before that, when I was in middle school, when there was two of us, mm -hmm. um, we learned the same education. Like we had the same education. Yeah. And obviously, I know that I will find holes in things and I will analyze things because I experienced what I experienced. Mm -hmm. But come on, think, put on a big, think bigger, guys. We gotta <laughs> think on, bigger because let's put on our it's thinking time. Path. Please, it's time where I'm done waiting. I want my mom to move into a nice house. Like, I want my family out the fucking hood. I want it. I want okay. it now because they deserve it. Yeah. And I want my reparations. <laughs> Listen, if you're gonna ask Mel or I any more questions without thinking for yourself, you better Venmo us. Please. You better hit that Venmo. Because I swear to God, I have $10 in my account, and bitches don't think I, and they bitches act like I don't, and it's like, bro, because I dress well, because I, like, can put myself together does not mean I am wealthy. Exactly. And the weird thing is that that's what they equate, and it's like, you know, Black people are just creative. Yeah. <laughs> We're just, we just know how to do things. <laughs> And that's on what? <laughs> that's on blackness. That's on ACAB. 
I mean, I hear something. I didn't say it, but I hear something. <laughs> I really do. Um, but I think that's a good um, segue into, I wanted to talk about um, yeah. very famous Malcolm X quote that um, the most disrespected person in America is the black woman. The most unprotected person in America is the black woman. And, you know, I was really, bro, today was just not, not a good day. The way to like waking up seeing the um, <sighs> Alua Toyin Salau was, had passed away. Yeah. Uh, and even more than that, was murdered um, after being a trigger warning, sexually assaulted. Um, it was very, very upsetting, especially because I had seen um, that missing person report being spread around. I spread it around myself. Like, it was yeah. just awful to see this morning. Um, God. And Malcolm looks just right. Mm-hmm. And I always, I always go back to the and learning about Malcolm X and learning about MLK, like, um, you know, Malcolm X and MLK only met once. Yeah. And the one thing Malcolm X said to <laughs> MLK was that he was an Uncle Tom. Um, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> it's just something I just think about a lot. That's separate. Take that what you will, listeners. Um, but he was right. Like he was right. There's so many intersections of blackness and to be a black woman where you're either hypersexualized or non-sexualized at all, or you're either a mammy or you're either a prostitute where okay. you have to fit into these tropes that are designated to you because black femininity is nowhere close to white femininity. Right. And especially when like black woman, black trans woman, especially, created so much of the culture that we most we of the wear. culture most of the culture ball, like ball culture literally yeah. so influential and it's like honey why do you think you don't look good in that outfit it's because black trans women started that trend yeah um and it's not for you and it's kind of crazy how so many things are appropriated from black women um and black femmes mm-hmm. and they're just not giving credit even though Statistically, black women and black femmes are <laughs> the most educated group in the United States. Yeah. We're overqualified. We are overqualified. I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> that thought alone upsets me to my core. Like, the work I've been doing, mm-hmm. um, the decolonization work I've been doing since for so long, and right. I haven't even realized it was like, extremely like kind of sensitive and like scarce until I came to college that like the theory I was reading is not normal discourse and just existing as a black woman in a space where you're simultaneously like objectified yet deemed like super cool and like also subjugated it's mm-hmm. crazy because it's your what do you what am I there for for tokenism and I, I just finished reading this book and it was called like the biopolitics of um black femininity and like black feminist theory mm-hmm. and it was talking about um how we classify humans as sub subhuman right um essentially and black women being the and black trans women mm-hmm. as well being the bottom of 
the, the classification that we have um, because you have those intersects right. of blackness and womanhood. And it made me, after just hearing um, Angela Davis's new quote where she was just talking about, recently I, sh I saw on a Facebook Live, she, Facebook, uh, she was talking about um, how tra black trans women should be at the center of your politics. Yeah. Because if we liberate black trans women, there is so much room and so many other opportunities and it would be so easy for all of us to liberate ourselves as well. Mm -hmm. um, which is that kind of thing where it's like, pull it at the root. Yeah. That's plain and simple. That's yeah. Really also, guys, if you hear me not talking much, it's just because, like, when Mel gets into this shit, I'm just, like, fascinated. <laughs> no, because, like, I literally don't even have much to say because I just love to hear Mel talk about this shit. I love you so much. And also but, just, like, being able to talk to a Black woman right now. Like, I've been calling all of my Black friends and, like, mm -hmm. having conversations with them because it's therapy. It's comforting. Yeah. Yeah. Especially Free in these times. Always. <sighs> Yeah, man, it's just, it's just fucked. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, on a lighter note, though, <laughs> I don't know if you've been seeing it on Twitter. I think you have a Twitter, right? Um, all these threads of racists getting their ass kicked, asses kicked is so satisfying. <laughs> like, I actually have a deep love for them now. I just watch them, like, for hours, bro. Oh, it's, it's so beautiful. satisfying. It's beautiful. It's so satisfying. <laughs> Criterion Collection glory. Listen, um, I just reparations. <laughs> that's not monetary, baby. Let's like let's. Go. I mean, we want those, and we want our reparations too. Like right. six point four right. trillion plus. And I am, I think billionaires are terrible people. Yes. You know, like there shouldn't be any billionaires. But I mean, I wouldn't mind. What they are due. Give black people what they are due. I wouldn't mind being like a Madam C.J. Walker, you feel me? Like You feel me? Because honestly, what's going to happen is <laughs> bitches are going to put that back in their community. Period. Period. Because what? That's ethics. Fuck <laughs> 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 on ethics, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll be man. a billionaire for one second, and then I'll go back. Stop. Let me leave it Providence. <laughs> Aw. Wait, uh, okay, no, let me stop, because we could talk about that for forever. Yeah. I just, the people that have the means to, they definitely can invest in all these communities and all these organizations, but they choose not to. Why is Jeff Bezos a trillionaire? I don't even, I can't even comprehend how many zeros that is. Like, why? Who before needs reparations? And this has happened before reparations, and every dollar that he makes is based off the value of black bodies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm looking directly at it. <laughs> I, uh, but white people getting their ass beat <laughs> for I being mean, racist. It's part of my comfort. That's part of my therapy. I am totally digging it. <laughs> no, literally. <laughs> I'm into it. Um, <laughs> and I saw this tweet and it was like, stop recording white people being racist and just beat their ass. And I was like, 
but there's hands-free mode recording guys <laughs> like, don't deprive me <laughs> and don't deprive the world from knowing that this one person is racist because they deserve that literally um they deserve to lose their job forever and ever <laughs> sorry I mean, yeah no you don't want to have your life ruined. don't be racist actually that was the best part um i i know you saw um that one frat at our school um that was saying all that racist shit in their group me um i i my favorite part is just when one of them i won't say his name so i don't get sued um when one of them was like oh don't please don't screenshot this i don't want my life to get ruined <laughs> oh baby you're in for a treat baby it'd be a shame if someone never hired you ever again how tragic how would tragic that be? would that be oh my god if a racist wasn't in a job field oh my god it's just funny how the cognitive dis- dissonance of mm-hmm. them knowing but also being so like i'm not gonna say they i'm not even gonna give them benefit of doubt of being unaware because yeah. you knew you no knew you can't that. no you can't you can't no. we're you adults you know. you know you know you know exactly what you're saying and even if you didn't you wouldn't say that shit if you didn't yeah and also i'm sorry if you hear me pouring some red wine in the back <laughs> um that's that's mella's uh nectar juice but uh-huh. um like you wouldn't say that and it Honestly, it opened a great conversation for, like, Asian Americans, mm. um, allies at our institution. And going back to that, too, it's, like, it's always women. Yeah. It's always women who are leading, leading mm-hmm. um, the movements and who are the great allies. And it's, like, guys, 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 men, men. <laughs> cut it out like even black men i'm like cut the transphobia shit out cut the homophobia shit out cut the misogyny out no i was gonna wait for that but let's get into it you can't say you cannot say let's protect black women and exclude black trans women let's get into that you can't be like my black queen and also disregard everything she's saying. You're a hotep, my guy. <laughs> You're a hotep, my guy. Like, oh my God. respect the woman as much as you respect yourself. Like, exactly. honestly, this toxic masculinity shit, it's mm-hmm. so done for. It's over. It's not cute. It's You're not being cute. You're not being attractive. You look like mm-hmm. an asshole. <laughs> And, like, I can respect, like, a gangsta-ass nigga. I can respect that. Um, but even the hood niggas love their mamas. So what's up? Let's, let me know. Because I don't know. Let me know. Uh, it's I just, and also, Ari, you know that talk where it's, like, um, the white man is invading the black household. Mm-hmm by letting homophobia in, uh, homosexuals in. Yeah. And it's like, don't you know that by instilling the deals of, like, heteronormative, like, patriarchal ideologies in your household, mm-hmm. you're just succumbing to colonialism? Apparently they don't know that. Like, you're doing the opposite of freedom. Think bigger! 
<laughs> be smart. <laughs> do just yeah, just do better. Just do better. Just do better. Um just do better. Oh my gosh. She said you're a hotel. Anyway. I um I have no words, I'm sorry. Keep going. No, you're fine. <laughs> I was uh, I was trying to think of what I wanted to say next. Oh yeah, I saw. Um, it's kind of funny because when I see the a lot of these like Instagram posts, um, I'm kind of inclined to be like, how how the fuck are you just realizing some of these things? But I guess it's more accessible for some non-black people to see these things and be like, oh, I never thought of it like that. So I can appreciate them to an extent. But um, um, this this post was the 10 questions Black people are forced to consider at some point in their lives. Yeah. Um, which a lot of these, I feel like I repress a lot of these thoughts because... I've never seen this one, so you have to... Really? You have to yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll definitely send it. Um, it's like, um, one is, if I wear my hair natural, will it work against me at this job interview? It definitely has for me before. Um or I wonder if this person is open to dating black people. Definitely thought that, definitely had to confront that. And the answer was no <laughs> before. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, it just goes on and on. Like there are a lot of these questions that so many people don't even have to think about. Oh, why am I being treated as though I got this opportunity because of affirmative action? Mm. I'll never forget um, my senior year after oh, yep. to this institution. Be um, on it. <laughs> this kid on the bus ride home from school, um, he was like, oh, you got into insert institution here. Um, and I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh, that's a really good school. And I was like, yeah, I know. Like, thank you. Thinking he was congratulating me. He said, oh, no, like you only got in because you're black. Oh, that's so funny. And Maybe I was like. had a personality. <laughs> I was like no <laughs> I had to process it for like one second I was like no I got in because I did the fucking work um I'm mm-hmm. intelligent I'm hardworking, yeah, yeah. and I deserve to be at that institution hell yeah you deserve to be in every fucking space yeah and not to say the institution itself doesn't have a shit ton of problems <laughs> oh we know but yeah I definitely deserve to be there um i did not just get in because of my race, my skin color. Um, are you dumb or are you stupid? Oh, you're, be smart, guys. Like, you're dumb or you're stupid. Like, there's both. I'm sorry, it's your question. <laughs> um, I remember this guy the summer before I went to um, university. Mm-hmm. He had also applied to the same university right. and got waitlisted. And so didn't end up going. Mm-hmm. But I had already, like, accepted um you know whatever college process I remember that shit um and you know put in my bio you know all that shit posted about it and he was like I didn't know you were like that that smart (laughs) I was just like what I didn't know that you were that type of black girl I'm like what do you mean what do you what (laughs) um (laughs) and then like, goes on to, like, ask me about my, um, this is after we hooked up, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, baby. <laughs> yeah. Wow. He also had a girlfriend. We're, it's, men are, I don't fuck men anymore. 
Um, we love that for you. But but. also said that he broke up with this girl. It's like white men, trash. And white men in the arts, trash. Um, I'm going to leave that one alone. We're going to leave that one alone. I went to a PWI. There wasn't many options, okay? Under- yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> that, that's it. But yeah, go, go ahead. to like ask you my SAT score as if I was going to say it. Um, they asked me my ACT score and I was like, baby, I slept through that two times and I still got in. What's up? I love you. <laughs> like, I never even took the ACT and I had waivers. So, like, did I waste money? <laughs> they always look for something to try to justify, like, you. I'm just going to say, they look for something to justify that you're better than them, but it's really you just, you put in the hard work. It's you really just me being smart ass bitch. Like, I'm sorry, I'm so extremely hot and sexy and smart. <laughs> I'm so, I'm just so sorry. Like, like I don't I'm know so sorry that black women do this on the daily. It's so crazy. <laughs> no, literally both of our moms are perfect examples of that. Like the oh, power that yeah. black women hold. It it's that simple. <laughs> black mamas. I love you. You're doing so great. You are. We thank you every day. We thank you every day. Every single day. Um, um so I want to know why, okay, well, I know why, but I want to know why we still need all these Confederate statues up. Well, we don't. <laughs> we really don't. Did you see the video of the, um, I think it was in like Europe, Europe, maybe like England, but all these white people, white men trying to fish the statue out of the river. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so funny. Like, don't be silly. <laughs> you're not gonna do that there's three of you <laughs> one ton of man that's so stupid <laughs> i'm gonna cry <laughs> so just doesn't make sense don't make be it shy make sense. <laughs> don't be shy leave in the river <laughs> yeah and also the throwing of these statues away is history within itself yeah because think about how how long they were up and why they were put up in the first place yeah and also, let me not get into, like, how, fuck, this entire country, like. <laughs> <laughs> the I mean, very foundation it was built on. It's like, these are, this is, this is history. This is our people's history. And I'm like, none of this was ever the people's history. We don't even live in a democracy. We live in a parliament. There's no such thing as a representative democracy that is extremely contradictory. Let them know. Let <laughs> like you them fooled know. us. You definitely fooled us. And we fell for it. And now bitches are aware. And now you're afraid of Gen Z and the millennials because we're coming after you because I'm done. There's no world where I should be in the same bubble as Elizabeth Warren. And right. And, and I, I thought that for a minute. Of course, I thought that. Yeah, I think we um, all subscribe to that idea at least a little bit at first but then we become aware yeah <laughs> we keep leveling up <laughs> level up, level up. <laughs> but it's there's we're not the same ideologies mm-hmm. they don't think and even bernie sanders is a little centrist if you think of it in as basic human rights <laughs> um which is so crazy and it's like if you're gonna say all power to the people make it all power to the people because all people. And electoral college is not all power to the people, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell me. Also, the thing about these Black Lives Matter protests that I tend to get like a little angry about when they become very establishment, it's like go vote. Mm-hmm. 
and it's like yeah yeah that's important vote sure right I mean but also I thought we still take the system <laughs> I thought we were gonna flip the system on its head because that doesn't happen through a uh, one-step progress pro- uh, progressive ideals no it doesn't yeah. because the Democratic Party is very to the right and I mean like Joe Biden baby like yeah I love how he literally he could have just said that one time what it was the oh if you if you think it's a choice between voting for me or Trump like you ain't black I was mm-hmm. like baby you could have just said that you're the lesser of two evils like that would have that would have been received way better <laughs> imagining a white president um putting his opinion on what is black and what is not and kind of keeping black people in that trope of blackness. Oh my God, it's never happened before. Never ever. Can you think of a time when that's happened? Winston Churchill never played Birth of a Nation in the White House. (laughs) (laughs) Never. Oh my gosh. This world is so messed up. (laughs) Yeah. No, Joe Biden, the lesser of two evils. Imagine believing in that fallacy at your big old age. At your big old age. I just can't really put my mind around him saying you ain't black as if black. So blackness is a, is, it's a construct, right? It's, it's something that we prescribe to that you, that you decide, right? Yeah. It's something mm-hmm. that the hegemonic discourse decides, which is exactly white people. Precisely. Okay. You said it. He said it. <laughs> he said it. Um, I'm just analyzing what he said. This is the president's words. <laughs> stop. stop. Um, I just want to, who briefs him for his interviews, press conferences? Because, like, sir, no. Just also, stop talking. Just stop talking. Motherfucker, stop going on the breakfast club for campaigns for black people. Like, did you see that picture of Pete Buttigieg? <laughs> It was like last year, but it was this picture of Pete Buttigieg, and he was like sitting with Reverend Al Sharpton, mm-hmm. like at some soul food restaurant, like and there was yeah, and he was like pretending to eat it, but there was no fork and knife. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, do you think we're savages? We must be. I. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done fooling around. Okay. Yes. No, you're fine. <laughs> I need the comedic relief because I just look at this shit. I'm like, wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, God. So funny, but not funny at all. Yeah. We, we laugh to keep from crying. It's fine. It's okay. Um, <laughs> but, yes. Uh, do you want to read your poem, my dear? Oh, sh- Or okay. a couple of your poems, if you'd like. I actually did not even pick which one I was going to read. Really? Um, Let's have the audience vote. No, just fucking kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just going to read the latest two okay. that I had written. Um, this one has no name, okay. um, but it was written June 8th, 2020 at 2.02 a.m. Oh, I know this one's going to hit. I, I can feel it. It's the red wine. Um, also, so, guys, go follow her on Mr. Baby. Yes. And her personal, but Mr. Baby especially. Mr. Baby, two R's. I'll link all that shit, it's fine. (laughs) Okay, I'll say it. I don't think I'm crazy, but God, does the world make me believe so? 
I don't think, I don't think, I don't think I will be the person who'll be waiting on that step for you to choose anymore. And this isn't about me or you. This is about love. This is about how I love, I love, I love, and I will let you abandon me just as the world has. I know it so well that it doesn't bother me when you leave and come back and leave and come back. And I always thought that was love. And I always had too much to say and run on sentences. And I thought that was an ode to Virginia Woolf until I realized I was not a white woman. You said you had a thing for girls you could have been and I realized I was never a princess. I am old enough to understand that my body is not mine, but too young to know when someone says they love me and they do not mean it. And when did I become disposable to you? Was I born like this? Was I born to be rid of? And I can't even write anymore because I know you read them. And how am I supposed to send a message if I'm too afraid to talk to you? And who made me the other? Who made me the other? And who kept me there? And I don't think it will ever be the same, though I wouldn't like anything else. And death is not an excuse to be punished. And death is not an excuse to be punished. And death is not an excuse to be punished. And that was that. Oh, that's so beautiful. Great. Snaps. I don't know if you can hear it with these headphones, but snaps. Thank you. Uh, that, that hit different. <laughs> Maybe I have tears in my eyes. It's fine. <laughs> a more recent one I wrote, and I, I tried to stop writing in all caps lock because I was like, you're not, you're not angry. And I was like, no, I'm angry again. Yeah. Like, bitches are angry right now. As they should be. <laughs> As they yeah. rightfully should be. And this one is a more calm poem um, that I wrote recently, and it's called um, Rats. Okay. And it was inspired by a op-ed in The Atlantic. Um, you know, that very nice magazine mm-hmm. <laughs> about cannibal rats. <laughs> oh. Um, so they predicted that because all the people left New York City, mm-hmm. that rats would turn cannibals. I did see that, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Crazy shit. <laughs> so this is rats. I think about the rats. The virus projected them to be cannibals. I came home fearing the vermin. I came back to rats gnawing at the stomach of a hungry man as if fire were at their backs. I think about the rats because I no longer see them crawling beneath the ground. They no longer run past my feet as I sit in solitary. Instead, they gnaw at my stomach, though I am not hungry nor a man. There is fire at their backs and blood on my hands. I'll clean their mess with salt water and my blood will follow herself home into the shark's mouth, into the shark's mouth. And once my insides are emptied from their vessel and learn to swim to that ambiguous void, Where unwanted blood goes to scream, the rats will find they cannot swim. That the fire on their backs will not protect them from the nothingness which resides in the dark abyss, from the great black shark my tongue has become. The rats will learn that there is no light where we are going, only undiscovered waters and children who do not grow up, their teeth sharpened and ready for war, ready to put the fire out. And that was that. Why are you so good? <laughs> Support Black creatives. Please. Support Black creatives. Please, my work is online and it's free. Just send me a Venmo. Someone <laughs> just like a dollar. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was so beautiful. 
Thank you. It's fine. Guys, go follow Mr. Baby. <laughs> two O's. <laughs> oh, two O's. Um, someone already has one R. It's because it's this company, whatever. Um, but We're I, stealing I, from Black Folk. I know. I first posted <laughs> it on my phone stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, super dark. Yeah. It was super dark. It was super, like, it was, it was when I was going through a hard time, right? Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to scream. And I was, I was in art school. And I was like, why can I be David Lynch? Like, why can't I enjoy blood? Why can't women ever be gross and grotesque, huh? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not what you want me to be, blah, blah, blah. Um, and that was kind of the message. It was, like, for whores who like horror. And it, it's kind of developed into something nicer. So I'm on my third. I'm ready to release a fourth. Whenever that time is, I'm kind mm-hmm. of just, like, taking it time by time. Yeah. Um, also, because I don't want anyone to think that I'm putting this work out for them, for their consumption. Yeah. You talk That's, about what you want. Yeah. Yeah. For boys who, like, who love horror. <laughs> Please put that on a shirt. Oh, dude, I put it on a tote bag. <laughs> Can I buy one? I bought one, and, like, if I... If when I expand, yeah, like if I get big, like yeah, maybe like we can afford, when we can afford it, yes. Um, and so then I, I was like, whatever, I'll just start putting my work out on this page because mm-hmm. I can, right? Um, and this all came from uncertainty, which is why I'm, I'm a little hopeful about this time in some mm-hmm. ways because, like we've known uncertainty in so many other ways and we've mm-hmm. persevered through it. And so I'm very hopeful that, like, also, like, my work and, like, myself, which is, my work is an extension of myself, my writing, I think, will persevere through this. And, like, therefore, like, my entire being will persevere through this. Mm -hmm. Um, But the second issue was about, like, Catholicism and mainly based off of... uh, sexual assault victims and who have been like venerated as saints in the Catholic church. But a lot of, a lot are still considered virgins, which is the contradiction, right? Yeah. Um, And that one was probably my favorite because um, just the Catholicism religion and questioning that, and also being like a past sexual assault victim myself Mm -hmm. um, and like relating that to what I've learned was very very interesting um and i also just have like such a huge place in my heart for joan of arc um i don't know why i've just always been like really attached and then the last one that was the biggest one this is probably the best one that was like released to like the public in a very public way which i was like i'm gonna drop this it's gonna be dropped everyone it dropped um which was which was super cool and it was about the body and about um just my struggles with my body, but mm-hmm. also I feel like something that a lot of people did not get from that was like my body connected to like my blackness, which is so inherent, um, especially with like eating disorders and black women when the, we don't even realize that yeah. it's going on. Um, you can't separate the body from the black from your blackness. Or Never. Blackness. Yeah, and so that was one that was like really really revelatory to me, but. Rats I just recently wrote, um, thinking of, like, water, 
which is always like a recurring theme. Mm -hmm. um, thinking of water and of the transatlantic slave trade and uh, yeah, <laughs> how black people interact with water. And I always go back to this one stand-up, um, not stand-up, but slam poem mm -hmm. by Portia Olayiwale, Olay Olay right. um, who's a slam poet, poet. And she has this poem called Water. And it's just about like how black people can't swim, but like we don't fuck with the hair because we we don't fuck with the water because we just got our hair done. Yeah, it kind of shit. Um, it talks about the levees in New Orleans, and it's this one thing that's I always go back to that whenever I feel like I'm in like a word block because I really that's just something that's very inspiring to me. Mm. Um, so that was mostly about like you know. I came back to New York and niggas were dying yeah. and like just wait to the ancestors until the passion and the fire um, comes to us because mm -hmm. it, it's happening right now. Yeah. Um, and you're going to realize, like, as I said, you can't swim, you can't, you can't exist in this space. Um, and that's why it's been pushed off so much. Right. And it's, yeah kind of like two million unaccounted for slaves during the transatlantic slave trade um, in the waters. Like blood, black blood is in the waters because for salt molecules don't disappear for hundreds of years. Like yeah. black blood is still in that Atlantic ocean. Mm -hmm. um, and what does that mean? And what power and what like re-energizing sources could there be? Because when something, it's hard not to be spiritual or like believe in some type of supernatural when you've suffered so hard and your blood has suffered so hard, but still persists. Right. Does that make sense? That made a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm drinking my red wine in case I'm narrating for you guys in case uh, anyone. <laughs> I wish I could like include this video sometimes. Because you'll be funny on here. Mel was just like sipping her red wine. She's like, yeah. So anyway. <laughs> oh, I miss um, you so much. <laughs> I miss you too. I'm going to give you the biggest hug the next time I see you. But thank you for letting me have that space to read my, read my poetry. You know? No, of course. Of course. More than anything. Girl, now's the time. I mean, it's always the time, but especially now is the time. We are amplifying our voices. That's why I made this fucking podcast. I gotta my own voice, because you know that's why people think they're doing it, and they're not. I don't, I want to know who they think they're doing it for. Like, who wants to hear you speak? Because not I. Not I, said the queen. Not I, said the queen. Oh. Said the queen. Period. And she didn't drop her tiara. No. <laughs> uh. Um... <laughs> so this actually I've um you're gonna be so proud of me um I've been doing a lot more research about prison reform um because Miss Mella herself um really put me on so to speak which sounds ridiculous but you know what I mean um she even was recommending um the Attica prison uprising documentary to me which is really really good I'll link that if I can um and it was just really heartbreaking for me to see because, you know, like growing up, I had that kind of 
notion that like oh they're in jail for a reason like they're bad all that shit and then now growing up and maturing and leveling up so to speak I'm like Mm -hmm. there's so much shit that goes on even let's say some of these people are quote-unquote put in there for a reason right they're still Mm -hmm. treated like animals yeah they're not being treated like human beings they're still human beings (laughs) prison Form, and now I'm I'm very much an abolitionist, but mm-hmm. I got into the uh, learning about the prison industrial complex and the criminal justice system in general right. um, in eighth grade when my dad like went to prison, mm-hmm. um, and I get that a lot of people don't realize. Obviously, like a fourteen year old isn't going to think about the prison industrial complex, right. but every step I was like just trying to figure things out and try to make sense of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I remember, like, sophomore year, being the weird bitch who, like, interpreted the prompt to write something about the school to prison pipeline, mm-hmm. um, and so on and so on and so on, and just being falling in love with Angela Davis and falling in love with all these voices, and um, equating, like, abolition to prison to liberation, um, yeah. to breaking the chains, because prison in slavery, the just the direct connect is so um, astounding. But yes, um, <laughs> I do be talking about um, <laughs> for the prison industrial complex. Yeah, it's something you're really passionate about. I think it's yeah. something that definitely needs much more representation and to be talked about a lot more. It's something that was crazy during this time where it's something that I've been so passionate about for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> always posting resources that are also very free right. um, on my story. And this, when this all happened, a lot of people were like, what can I do? Like, what are great organizations? Like, yeah. what? And it's like, girl, have you been skipping through my stories? <laughs> girl, you know they did. You know they, they did. Girl, there's so many. I, I put there's so many things that were there, like so mm. many opportunities to do. Um, and Angela Davis describes like the prison, the prisons uh, near us as something that we see but we don't see because it right. doesn't involve us. Like we know they're there, but it doesn't involve us. Yeah. So we don't see it, so we ignore it. Um, and I do think it's, it really is hard to understand the depth of um in the horrors of prisons unless you've been affected directly by it mm-hmm. but at our big ages <laughs> <laughs> i mean I, I remember being in high school and like there was some we i was in a poly class poly sci class and someone was like oh what'd you write on that test for like uh we had to write like a new amendment on mm-hmm. a test and like justify it right. and it was like prisoners should be able to get the right to vote disenfranchisement should end yeah. right because that's what 25 million votes guys <laughs> that'll turn a lot of shit so you wonder why that's happening yeah um and this one girl just looked at me when i told her after the test who was actually a friend of mine um but <laughs> <laughs> kind of was like you think prisoners should have the right to vote like, just in those, like, in a disgusted face, in, like, the mm-hmm. most disgusted face I've ever seen, and it was, like, you don't, 
you don't think those are people you don't see the bigger picture that that retribution is not um equatable to rehabilitation or trans transformation or restorative Mm -hmm. like restoration um because prisons are based on labor they they were really made just post-slavery so that (laughs) um they could have labor and like these vagrancy laws came in place and all these like really dumb ass laws that just put black people in prison for just standing on like the street right mm-hmm. or like not having a job and so they use them for labor because they needed the labor because america does not know how to survive without free labor oh um, no the poor things what would they do dude and it's no evident free now. labor it's evident now a dollar an hour come on guys um and it's just one of those things where it's like that deep connection can never ever be separated. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> when something is based on labor and it's not based and it's not made to be a real rehabilitation center. Right. As it should be. Yeah. And you put that in the word, it's you're lying. It's a lie. It's a yeah. fallacy. Um, and prisons were never made to, actually (laughs) make people better people um they're just made for this weird thing of justice that we have that's like an eye for an eye um even though we completely always will be like an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind but it's like but what we're doing is practicing retribution Mm -hmm. um and it's not even fair retribution because a white police officer can go to prison for five months and if that's how much you think a black life is worth you're wrong so the whole thing is very offset it's so offset yeah and prisons didn't even boom in america until ronald reagan so first off that's just <laughs> that's a <laughs> warning bitches come on yeah um and when they when there was a boost in, in building all of these prisons in the 80s and the 90s crime was going down yeah crime is going down so we're just filling these places for for capital it's just the war on drugs the war on drugs this is your brain this is your brain on drugs cracks egg (laughs) (laughs) the fuck you just need an omelet (laughs) (laughs) and it's kind of it's just a lot of people argue and it's like yes but what about the people who are super super bad and i'm just like you could still be for prison abolition because you should also be reimagining a place where people who you do think are super, super evil or super bad Mm -hmm. can become better people. And you know that that cannot happen in prison. Yeah. It's also this language, these like colonial restrictions on our language and our imagination to like think about and theorize a better future on how this can happen it's like when we only have the word prison and policing mm-hmm. you're already restrained so yeah. take that out of your vocabulary when you're thinking of a better world because that's not the world that's going to make it better um we have to reimagine this entire our entire theory of justice mm-hmm. um and that that's not in prisons oh <laughs> i'm just like free them all man especially during covid no facts oh my gosh if they can free all of these fucking like harvey weinsteins 
who else all these rich white men most of which are celebrities as well if you can free them from prisons you can free the fucking rest of them okay cool <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself <laughs> no he did not <laughs> anonymous said oh y'all thought no how do I join anonymous fat <laughs> let me find out <laughs> let me find out I don't know what's in my inbox with some this is anonymous shit because I know you're not <laughs> I know that literally defeats the great. entire purpose the entire <laughs> purpose <laughs> Like, I need to be scared if I'm going to get an invitation. No, literally. <laughs> Someone on Twitter, like, DM'd the account, which, I mean, let's just assume they're anonymous. And we're like, guys, I just joined anonymous. And we're all like, you literally just defeated the entire point of fucking joining anonymous. Get your shit together, guys. This is revolution. Revolution's up for clout. Think for yourself. <laughs> Thanks for yourself. Feel the pop in your brain. <laughs> my uh, my friend Maria, shout out Maria. If you're listening, you better be. Um, she was like, <laughs> she keeps posting this meme on her story. The fucking shut up about Obama. Shut up about Obama. I was like, Maybe. yeah, because Obama was wasn't for you either, babies. <laughs> Please, like realize this entire system is fucked. Like realize. That any person who wants to be president is a little crazy because they should not want that kind of power. And if I were president, I would make everyone have had bought or streamed Chromatica. Mm -hmm. But I don't (laughs) want to be president because I don't believe in that kind of power. I don't believe that revolution is in systems in general. Mm -hmm. Um, Because that's not a democracy. That's not all powers of the people, guys. Come on. Yeah. Plain and simple. (laughs) um so i'm gonna start to wrap this up if you are fine with that um but i wanted to end on a lighter note i keep saying that but i'm just like i try to end these kind of happy because this shit's fucked (laughs) but um black businesses you can support and know they are not cheaper just because they are black we need our money too Mm-hmm. Now, I was doing a lot of research for Black-owned fashion because you and I, we love that fashion shit, mm-hmm. um, which I found a bunch that I actually meant to send you this list, which I will later. But um, don't support Dolls Kill. If you're still buying from Dolls Kill, what the fuck are you doing? Get your head <laughs> out of your ass, um, please. But yes, Gothic Lamb is a great... Um, place if you want to shop similar dolls kill fashion uh shami ocean i'm gonna list all of these but um adorned by chi odali dearest just so many different places luxury like beautiful clothing beautiful beautiful even handbags telfar beautiful mm. i want one there's this girl i follow on that goes to our university mm-hmm. who has her own like clothing business and it's called fugu food and it's super it's super cool like i've been stalking her account like waiting till i get in a good allowance so i can buy something but just released like do rags and like this this set that says like a cab like pants and a a shirt like super very cool creative girl i'm gonna send you her on instagram but please let me link all this shit let me find out (laughs) But I was, I'm just waiting until I get some money. <laughs> yeah, 
I mean, your birthday is not too far away. I... Time is going by. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, all this just beautiful clothing. And I'm like, do I ever need to shop white people stuff ever no. again? <laughs> we literally run all the shit. <laughs> we will burn all the shit to the ground. Bro, Fashion, <laughs> food, everything. Everything. And the thing is, like, I, this tweet, and it was, like, for all the pain that Black women have gone through, this shirt, this shit deserves to burn to the ground. And honestly, yeah, I never thought of myself as extremely radical until this, maybe until going to college. Um, Me too. <laughs> but, and I still don't, because I'm, like, this is just basic human rights, right? Like, yeah. what, Prussia didn't last that long. Come on, guys. Like, you, countries don't last this long right. um I don't want the police to show up to my door <laughs> but if it wasn't meant to be it wasn't meant to be break up with your racist boyfriend your racist boyfriend is America <laughs> I love that yo I'm gonna make them my ringtone <laughs> fuck no you're absolutely break up right with your racist boyfriend your racist boyfriend is America <laughs> I was just thinking that in my head. This is how I know. This is how I know. I made the right choice for a guest. <laughs> um, yes, I'll probably have you on another episode to talk about um, gay rights. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> but, um, for now, thank you so much for being a part of this episode. Thank you for dealing with my crackheadery. Um, no, stop. I love talking to you about serious shit. I love you so much. Thank you. I love I, you too. Also, the lack of intellectual conversations that I've, like, you know, just not being in school. I, even at school sometimes. Even um, at school a lot of the time. Um, but the little minimum, you know. Um, yeah. It's kind of, it's damn. I'd be having brain damage. Um, I'm <laughs> the brain damage. Don't be shy. Get some more brain damage. Come on, guys. What the fuck is up? Oh my gosh. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I love um, Ariana is the sweetest heart in the world to the listeners that aren't actually, that are going to be listening. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying it to the potential listeners right now. Um, thank you. Continue listening to Damn That's Crazy because Damn That's Crazy if you don't listen to Damn That's Crazy. <laughs> it's fine i'm not crying anyway i love you girl thank i you love you too thank you for being a part i'll talk to you soon bye okay guys so that was the end of the episode i hope you all enjoyed it um i'm gonna try to post more often because <laughs> three weeks was longer than I had anticipated for another episode but um yeah so I might even put one out next week but thanks for listening I'll talk to you guys soon